Hi, everybody, and welcome back to Tattoo Homewreckers, a podcast where we talk about tattoos, life, and everything in between. My name is Calista, and this is Lou. And today, we're here to talk about something kind of serious. Wait, we should probably address the fact that, like, we're not in our regular studio setting. Oh, right. We are in our dining room. Welcome to our house. <laughs> yes. Um, mostly because our uh, office is currently just a tip. Mm-hmm. I'm being honest, because we have been going crazy hard. Yes, with work and fundraisers and editing yeah. and filming. And there's yep. a fuck ton of props upstairs that like neither of us wanted to clean up because honestly, it's a little bit too overwhelming right now. And I wanted to do something like we both wanted to record. And I was like, we might as well just do it in our dining room because why not? You know, so it's a little change of scenery. Welcome to our house. Yeah, this is our um, home. What gender are you feeling today? Or what does your gender feel like today? Um, Sorry. <laughs> my gender feels like a gingerbread man. A gingerbread man. Yeah. I love that. A little bit like the gingerbread man in Shrek. Yeah. When uh, he's Not being... The, yes. was it? Not That's my a, gumdrop. Yeah, my gumdrop buttons. I can't do it. <laughs> that was really good. Dude, is it, are you thinking of Shrek because of oh, my shirt? No, I just am feeling very like... I'm a tortured gingerbread man right I'm, now. I feel that. I am um, currently going through a little bit of an anxiety attack. Before we get into our topic, I just wanted to let you guys know, if you ever have anything to ask me, whether it's favors or just a general question, please, for the love of fuck. I cannot believe it's 2023 and we still haven't been to a point where we've all talked about this as a society. Do not end your statement with, can I ask you a question? And then just silence. Because immediately I start getting sweaty. Mm -hmm. I'm anxious and I'm still anxious. And it pisses me off because I'm like, I'm anxious for no reason. Yeah, this is not for (laughs) no reason. Let me just dive a little side detour before we get into what your gender feels like today. The reason why is because you are a product of childhood trauma where being put on the spot, the moment someone says, can you do me a favor? It takes a lot of trust in a relationship for you to be able to say no. And so then your brain automatically goes into a place because of your childhood trauma that says, hey, the answer has to be yes. Whatever they need me to do, it's yes. And I don't know what it is I need to like that needs to be done because you go right into that childhood trauma of needing to know what's going to happen for your own safety. Yeah. So I'm just going to like say one quick thing about it, which is here's a really easy script because this also applies for me Mm -hmm. is if you need to ask a favor, you need to ask a question, anything like that. You start out with, hey, I have a favor to ask. Absolutely no, like, pressure on this because being also a child of trauma, when you tell us that, hey, there's no pressure, that does alleviate. Mm -hmm. And so whenever I ask someone for a favor, I'm like, hey, zero pressure. Then I put whatever the favor is. And then I say, but please know that you can absolutely say no. Like, however you need to say no, you can say no. Because then that is essentially, if you think about it, like the compliment sandwich, but it is that in terms of like favor asking for people with trauma. Yeah. Whereas if you would have gotten that, hey, can I ask a question? And then this is my question. Um, But also feel free. You don't have to answer this question. That would have then alleviated all of this additional stress that you have. I I love, uh, can I ask you a question? And then just... Immediately send it in the same message or a second yes. message, because if you just leave it out in the open, I and here's the thing. I'm not mad at any of you. It's just I'm I get mad at me because I'm like, I'm so mad that now my body's in this heightened straight uh, like state of stress. And the second they ask their question, I'm fine. 
But mm-hmm. until then, it's like, it feels like every second is literal hell. I'm like, yes. oh my God, I can't do this. Mm-hmm. So anyways, we're good getting yeah. back on topic. Okay. So um, what is your, besides a little ball of stress right now, overall, what does your gender feel like today? My gender? Um, I'm so stressed that I can't even think about that. Uh, my gender you feels. You can flip your phone over. So when you get the message, you can just read it. You don't need to read it on air, but you can just <laughs> you don't read it out person. loud. I help this person for whatever question they have to ask. Just if that helps, I give you full like permission as your co-host on oh, a podcast. I feel like the favorite uh, ugly T-shirt um, on a clothing rack right now, and I'm in my ugly um, T-shirt era. Uh, this is one of my proud purchases. It's a Shrek T-shirt. I'm really really excited about it um, because you're donkey. Because <laughs> I'm donkey, apparently. Mm-hmm. I love Shrek. But anyways, um, today we we're going to talk about uh, emotions and fitness goals and... Um, habit forming. Habit forming. Yeah. So yeah. I guess I wanted to kick off with the story. Um, Wait, can I interject really fast? Sure. Okay. To kind of set the stage. Yeah. So the reason why we want to talk about this right now is, A, it's something we're kind of discovering as it's obviously a new year. So at the beginning of the month, even though we're like, we don't necessarily agree with like resolutions, the holidays are over. So it is a good time to then be able to kind of reset mm-hmm. like what it is that you want to accomplish throughout the year. And that doesn't necessarily mean like a resolution mindset of mm-hmm. like pass or fail. But I do like to t- kind of take stock at the end of January of like, hey, like what things do I want? To, what habits do I want to get back into? Right. So that's why we've been like discussing this a lot lately. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And now you're you're on. The stage has been set. So recently, um, we were doing in body scans, and for our, our listeners that doesn't that don't know what an in body scan is, it's basically like the world's best um, scale because it <sighs> scales are rough. Let's just put that out of the way. Um, stepping on a scale is always rough. In body scans are great because. It gives you your general weight, but then it also tells you the percentage of body fat that you have, as well as um, how many pounds of muscle mass you have. So for our fellow gym bros out there or people who are wanting to get into fitness, this is really great for you to get into because as a woman, especially in fitness, it is hard watching the number of your weight go up, but it's really great to remind yourself that muscle is technically heavier than body fat. So when you're getting all muscly and becoming the best muscle mommy that you want to be, Um, it's normal for your weight to go up. That's totally great. But if you want to get lean and also muscular, then it's really important to also track the percentage of body fat that you have. Um, cause that's how you show off your little muscles. But anyways, regardless of that, um, I stepped on an in-body scan and I did not like the results that I saw immediately was thrown into just a heightened state of shame and panic. And I was just so angry that I was in a friend group that's fit <laughs> makes me do this shit. I know why you looked at me like that. <laughs> but here's um. the thing, right? So I had to go through the entire span of emotions and it was the most intense, probably like hour that I've been through as far as like emotions go. It got so bad to the point where it, like I just like got off the scale, sat down, and then I just had to breathe and talk to myself through all these feelings that I was feeling. And every time a feeling were were to come up like, oh, I'm just so angry. Like, 
why do I have to be in a fit friend group? I was able to <laughs> able instantly to, quits her entire friend group. Well, here's the thing, moves right? Moves out of the house. Here's the thing. It was immediately brought with like, no, but you want to be fit too. Yeah. Like that you are in a fit friend group because you are I also fit. That. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because it's, here's the thing is like dealing with your feelings. It's so important to acknowledge that that voice came up and said, I'm so mad and that's valid. That's so valid. But then also come at it with a reasonable angle angle of the only reason why you're in a fit friend group is because you are also fit, dude. Like You are fit. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. I appreciate it. And like um, the English term and the American term. Thank you. I love that um, English people say fit for like hot. Is yep. that the replacement? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Looking mad fit. Um, and also just grief because I had like completely lost a fuck ton of muscle and gained a lot of body fat. Um, and I was just like, oh my gosh, like I'm so off track given we did just open a business. I get mm-hmm. it. And that's where, again, let yourself have that feeling, talk yourself, not out of it, but talk yourself through it where it's like, this is valid, but also be kind with yourself. There are a lot of outside factors. And then well, through actually, that, can I interject there really yeah. fast? I don't think it's about being kind with yourself. I think it's about taking stock of reality. I love that. Because that's the difference is that I think that especially in Western cultures where toxic positivity is a big thing, Mm -hmm. we can gaslight ourselves into being like, well, I must be kind to myself. So even though this is my body and I myself am not happy. And to be very clear, Mm -hmm. when she talks about gaining body fat, there's nothing wrong with that. At all. No. Um, It's just that it's whatever feels best for you as a person mm-hmm. um, within the reason of health, obviously, if you have an issue with any sort of like body dysmorphia or like an eating disorder, anything like that, as somebody recovering from an eating disorder, please seek help. Yeah. But it is about taking stock of reality of like, this is the situation that we have been in, which has inhibited our ability to perform like for our body to mm-hmm. perform at the maximum level that we like for it to perform at. Well, yeah, at, at the center of all this, it also um, depends on what your goals are, right? Mm-hmm. Because I, I look at myself and I go, I look great. You know, I look totally fine. But in the terms of my long-term goals, where I want to be, it wasn't the results that I have were not aligning to the direction that I wanted to be pointed in. So to bring back with, uh, we probably should have started this episode with trigger warnings. Um, We're talking about body image issues or just emotional stuff about like, you know, your body image. Um, And I'm not here to try to say that you should live your lifestyle in any type of way. The greatest thing about being an adult is that you can cater your reality into whatever reality you want to be. If you want to go into Pilates, go into Pilates. If you want to go into CrossFit, go into CrossFit. If you want to do powerlifting, you can do that. Like you can literally change your body structure to whatever sim shape that you want it to be. Mm -hmm. It's just all about aligning to those goals. But I had a whole emotional journey through this in-body scan that took like an hour of intense feeling the emotions and then the rest of the day to process. And that's kind of one of the journeys that I went on was, is this even like my goal anymore? Like, do I realistically sit down and say, I'm okay with my lifestyle right now and I'm okay with the way that my my body looks and I'm okay with my percentages? And do I just sit here and say, okay, do I realign or is it still my goal to be fit? Is it still my goal to have X amount of percentage of body fat and X amount of pounds of you know muscle mass? What are my goals here? To which finally going through all the span of emotions, it was really refreshing and cool because- one of the things that my therapist had said 
the last time that I saw her um, was I was faced like we were faced with this big challenge with the shop. And she said, do you think that if you both hadn't gone through that extreme span of emotions and felt every single one of them and processed them, that you would have had the creative energy to come up with the solution that you did? Like if you weren't going through it, like in the storm, fully experiencing every second of it, do you think that you would have come out the other side with this like creative energy and this like new direction and et cetera, et cetera. And I think I applied it to this fitness era of my life where I'm sitting down at it. I'm not mad at the results. I'm not mad at my in-body scan because I worked for those. (laughs) Like, let's be real. (laughs) I worked for those results at the end of the day. They're not the results that I wanted to see, but it was really cool because I was able to have this very emotional, intense reaction and able to steer my ship in the right direction and finally like come out of it stronger and dare I say a stronger athlete. Um, Mm -hmm. And I don't know why, but whenever I get into these really hard moments, I always think about my favorite female (laughs) music artist. The last time I went through this emotional journey was actually when I was an apprentice and I was so scared that like I wouldn't become a tattoo artist. But the thing in my mind was like, Beyonce was told no several times that she would never be a top singer. And now look at her. She's so successful. Same thing with this situation. I'm like, if Megan the Stallion can get fit <laughs> as fuck, so can I. Yeah. So that's that's my story, which circles us back to, I guess, wh- what direction did you want to take it in next? Um, I think it's important to sit in that before we move past sure. it. Sure, yeah. In the fact that, like, when it comes to physical health or mental health for that Um, any sort of change you want to happen, you need to grieve the loss of what's going to change. Yes. So part of that, like, I loved how you said you worked for those numbers. And Mm -hmm. even those those numbers on the scale and, like, the breakdown of body fat percentage to muscle mass were not, and I venture to say you would have probably been less upset about it had you not seen the muscle mass go down. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think it's important to go through through all of those emotions before you have the capacity to get going in the new direction. Like Caboose and I have been talking about this a lot because you Mm -hmm. had said that of like, what what did you say about a robot telling you? Oh, (laughs) I love this. You guys, I said that. (laughs) So in the midst of like coming out of, you know, that emotional journey that I went through and processing that grief and um, that disappointment, I was like, you know what? I've been through harder things than a robot telling me I'm fat. <laughs> exactly. So- Which in all reality, there's nothing wrong with that. I just really want to put that concrete in people's brains. I don't want people to be like, oh my gosh, look at Callista complaining about her body. That makes me feel bad about my own. Mm-hmm. That's not the case that I'm trying to make. The case that I'm trying to make is the fact that I have lost a lot of muscle and that was devastating for me because I really try or at least I had thought I was trying to fight tooth and nail for the muscle that I have. And then I, you know, I fell off the wagon. <laughs> which I think that's another point to kind of bring in, mm-hmm. which is like oftentimes when we're in the midst of something, we can think that we're like doing the most we can, which no. we were doing the most we can with what we'd been given. Totally. But it wasn't sufficient enough mm-hmm. to hold on to that muscle mass. And I think that like having that reality check Feeling all the emotions around it and then being able to sit with, okay, I'm going to grieve the fact that like I can't order as much like food, Mm -hmm. which now we don't necessarily need to because we are coming into a slower period. We're just there. 
by like a couple days on the brink. <laughs> um, yeah, like like day two of like okay, we can slow down slightly. Mm-hmm. Um, but being able to grieve that, but also like I think for me watching you go through that because I went through that by myself at the mm-hmm. beginning of the month when I was like, nope, I need to change, and we'll talk about my journey in a second. Mm-hmm. But with you verbalizing what you were going through, it really helped me solidify like what I was going through at the beginning of this month Mm -hmm. um, and put it into more succinct like language Mm -hmm. around habit changing, habit forming, and also the like taking accountability. Yes. In um, what it takes to actually change where you're currently like, for lack of a better term, underperforming in your life. Absolutely. And I say underperforming, not in the sense of like, I think that everyone needs to be like doing CrossFit or doing like hit workouts or anything like that, but whatever your goals are. And I think it's really important to sit down and actually assess what you want your goals to be in life. Mm-hmm. And for us, that means higher body um, muscle mass yeah. and lower body fats, mm-hmm. just so that way we are both like, comfortable in our own bodies Mm -hmm. because like as my body fat goes up and my muscle mass goes down I genuinely feel less connected to my body and I tend to dissociate more and Mm -hmm. you had mentioned doing the same thing oh yeah yeah where I um I really lose a lot of the intrinsic skills that I built um and this happens a lot during winter too Mm -hmm. like you were really good at reminding me that like during winter it's normal because all we are are critters Mm -hmm. and critters hibernate during the winter so it's really normal to slow down and not have the energy to do these crazy workouts or, you know, um, eat salads because, you know, all you want is like warm pasta Mm -hmm. in the winter. At least that's how I am. Um, and all of that is normal, but getting back onto the train again with the theme is like the new year and things are warming up here in Reno, which is great. That really helps me with the motivation to like actually work out and sweat and all that. Um, I, I really do think that I had to go through that intense amount of pain in order to see where what my I guess what my priorities were mm-hmm. and reassess what my goals were. And I want to acknowledge that my goals will always be changing. Like who's to say that like, you know, in a couple of years I'll be like, nope, you know what? I'm totally happy with where I'm at. And I Or you find a new thing and you we move to New Zealand and you're like, hey, mm-hmm. I want to play football. So then you <laughs> go into your rugby. Body ad- <laughs> yeah, your body adapts to that. Right. Totally. Like I've started taking ballet stuff on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, which means my body will then change to be able to perform yeah. in those ways. Mm-hmm. And I think it's important to be able to, like like you said, like realize that you're going to adapt and change. But one of the things that I really love that you brought up that I'd like for you to expand upon is the importance of like feeling that intense emotion and yes. how a lot of people avoid that. Oh, yeah, and yes. I'm going to be really clear um, if you are not in the place to hear some hard truth, maybe pause this and come back in a minute. Mm-hmm. Um, so that way you can really sit with this because I think this is going to be really painful for a lot of people. And your brain is going to want to at first be like, absolutely not. The only reason I know this is because I've mentioned it to a couple people and they're like, no, I feel those stuff. But then they keep repeating that cycle, which means they need to continue to go through it. Right. And so now I'll hand the mic back over to you absolutely. because I think this is like... This y'all, this is so good. Um, I, again, shout out to my therapist because she really did unlock this door for me. But I think that a lot of people, instead of facing an intense amount of pain for a whole day or an hour, um, 
and feeling those feelings at max capacity and, you know, actually feeling them all at once and processing them. And part of processing them is not just identifying. I will also shout out to my old therapist that told me that being able to label your emotions and analyze them is not processing. Processing is actually feeling them. And that was a really hard pill for me to fucking swallow. But now I've gotten to the point where I can actually feel my feelings and process them. A lot of people will avoid feeling them at full-fledged intensity um, and then end up feeling them in random moments of time for a longer amount of time. Um, And you can apply this with anything. You can apply it with fitness. You could apply it with art. Um, It's one of those things where you, I'm just going to paint a general broad picture. You have a span, you know, a goal, a general goal. Let's just say it's getting better at painting. Um, And then you just don't paint. But every time you see someone paint on the internet or you see your paintbrushes collecting dust in the corner, you feel a little bit of guilt. But instead of feeling the whole amount of guilt over not honoring yourself and honoring that goal, you numb out or you feel a little bit, you make a comment about it, there is no process to change, and then you find yourself in that cycle again. Every Mm -hmm. single time you see someone paint, you feel guilty, but just a little bit guilty. Um, I'm in the, I don't know, I'm of the opinion that I would much rather feel a lot about guilty, in intensely guilty or shameful or whatever, or angry or grief or whatever, in a shorter amount of time and be able to come out the other end with the creative energy to make a change in my life mm-hmm. to paint more than feel a little bit guilty throughout years at a time where you're not making these changes, but you're still feeling guilty because you're, you're stuck in the you're cycle. You're avoiding it. Yeah. I think that's the thing there is that like I heard that and it resonated with me so much because that is a part of the practice that you and I have is that like, when now when we feel emotions we sit mm-hmm. fully in them we can't always it's not always the best time but then we make time to come back and be like hey i'm gonna sit fully in this mm-hmm. instead of avoiding it which then allows you to make those changes right because like an example i'll give and y'all don't worry i get his permission before we talk about things on our podcast <laughs> um but caboose has been quite unhappy with his body for several years mm-hmm. Um, really since we moved to Reno, he never found that community within CrossFit or within like a fitness world. Well, I say CrossFit. It's not within a fitness world. It's just CrossFit. Yeah. Um, he never found that again. So he has, instead of sitting with the like grief of what he lost when we moved Mm -hmm. and all of that, like everything that like, he's not living up to like what he feels like his true potential is. And once again, I'm very clear about like, your potential, your decisions are yours. Yeah. It is not on me to judge. It is not on Calista to judge. It's not on society to judge. It's about him. So for him, he's been sitting in that place of avoid avoidance instead of sitting, going through it. And then when we started talking about this, like, concept that Calista had brought up about, like, sitting fully feeling, he's like, that sounds awful. I was like, well, just <laughs> like fitness, because fitness is an easy way for me to talk to him about things. I was like, it is awful, but just like it super sucks. Like you're really, really sore when you first start working out, especially if you're doing high intensity stuff. Like when you're trying to make big changes, it's very painful. Oh, yeah. Like I hadn't done thrusters in almost six months, which is insane for me to think about because like I am an avid gym person. But since opening the business, it had just been a complete shit show. Totally. We hadn't had a place for me to work out. 
And before you come for me, I understand we could have fucking made adjustments, but, but we didn't. We're real people. And the, yeah. these are real results. That's yes. what I'm trying to say. Um, I'm, not, I'm not the kind of person that after a 12-hour day or, like, when we were first opening a business, we were working 17, 20 hours a day, like, barely sleeping up till 3 o'clock in the morning doing work, then going and tattooing, and then coming back and going back to the shop. Mm-hmm. So it has been a very insane period of our time since August when this all started to go. And... I hadn't done thrusters, and then last week I did thrusters for the first time. A ridiculous amount of thrusters. Mm -hmm. Um, And I hurt for almost an entire week going up and down the stairs. I was groaning like I was 80 years old, and I'd never seen stairs before in my life. But then because I stayed consistent with it, so now here it is only one week later. And granted, the difference there is that I do have a long Um, track record with fitness so my body learns how to adapt faster I then find it easier this week and I'm marketably less sore Mm -hmm. so then the same thing happens with this where the first time you allow yourself to sit in those emotions it's going to feel overwhelming and it's going to feel huge and it's not a good time but every time you do it it does get easier absolutely (laughs) Because you know that you made it through that last one, same as you made it through that last workout. You lived, you survived, you're great. And the way that I explained to Caboose was that if you allow yourself to do that, that like feeling these big immense emotions, and that might mean coming back to those same topics a couple times Mm -hmm. because you didn't fully process it the first time. So you need to come back and relive through all of those emotions to discover things you didn't discover before. It gets easier each time and it's going to prevent those long-term issues. Same as like working out prevents long-term issues of heart disease. Mm -hmm. So it's going to prevent these long-term things that are going to end up inevitably killing your spirit. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's the important part where he's felt like he's lived outside of his values for so long because he had genuinely hasn't lived inside his values, but because he's been avoiding sitting down with what his values are and why he's living outside of them. He just was like, I'm going to avoid that because that seems really painful. And then he spent years of his life being unhappy in a lot of areas with his life, being really unhappy with his body because he didn't want to sit down and feel all those things and feel what's going on. Yeah. Because that seemed too scary. So like you said, feeling bad, but a little less bad, but I would say still just as awful because oh, for yeah. me personally, I would rather feel super shitty and cry about that robot who also told me mm-hmm. that I was not living my life the way I meant to live my life mm-hmm. at the beginning of this month because fuck that robot. But also like totally. in the best way possible <laughs> because I think that like a lot of times we will avoid things. And once again, I agree. The scale is not everything. But we avoid stepping on those. And the way that Caboose put it yesterday, which I loved, was that we avoid that accountability. Mm -hmm. And that's what a lot of, like, people that are, like, fuck an in-body scan, fuck a scale, fuck, like, whatever metric of measurement you have, whether that be, like, you have issues with, like, finances. So you know that you tend to overspend rather than, like, what's coming in. And I'm not shaming people if I understand life's expensive, And we don't make enough money nowadays. But if you know that, like, hey, I probably shouldn't spend this much. It's the same thing with, like, exercise, with nutrition, with all of that. If you know that you're not living up to those things, then it's easier to just avoid your bank account than to have that painful awakening of being like, oh, fuck. Mm -hmm. Y'all, I fucked up. (laughs) Okay, what do I need to do to get back on track? 
And so people will avoid the scale for years and then something majorly catastrophic happens and they go, I don't know how I got here. It's like you got here because of avoidance. Right. And if you sit in that for, like you said, an hour a day, it does definitely get less time the more practice you have. Oh, yeah. But like allowing yourself to sit fully in those emotions of like, what is going on in my life that I am not living up to my values? Absolutely. And I think um, to bring up another scary idea, don't be afraid to cry. Don't do oh, not yeah. be afraid to cry about it. Because I honestly is like thinking about it and crying is such a good it's your body's way of you reach that like peak emotion and mm-hmm. your body's way of regulating. And I don't know about you, but I always feel better after a really good cry because then it's like I finally start coming into my values, coming into myself. My feelings start my feeling voices and my actual voice start aligning in the same pattern where it's like, yeah, fucking in body scan. But thank you also so much for letting me know, because I'm really grateful that I get a wake up call when I get it. You know, well, I think that is the case. Like when I stepped on at the beginning of this month and I knew mm-hmm. that I was like, OK, you have not been as consistent. You mm-hmm. have been eating a lot more um, calorically dense foods and less nutritionally dense foods. You haven't been living in line with your values or honestly in line with like the information that I put out to the world. Yeah. Like when I post on my social media, it's a lot of like fitness and health based things. And you have not been living that. So therefore, you know, like I, I just loved how you put that. Like I worked for those results. Oh, yeah. <laughs> And I so, can't be mad at the results yes. when I know that I worked towards so for them. So when I stepped on, I was like, okay, you're prepared. This is not going to feel great. Mm-hmm. And I stepped on and I was like, okay, that's not where I want to be. But this is my, like, once again, starting point. Because every single point is your starting point. Mm-hmm. So I was like, this is where you're at. And now you can have a honest conversation with yourself of, like, what's going on. And for me, that came in a place of the... Fuck, there's no nice way to say this. Okay, so the environment that I was living in was not conducive to the lifestyle that I want to live. Mm -hmm. Um, Also, partly because we opened a business, all that jazz, you guys know that. Yeah. Um, So we didn't have the energy to cook. But also, once again, have his permission to talk about this. My husband is an enabler. His favorite thing is that when I'm relaxing or I get high, he's like, hey, what can I get you? And he loves to stock our pantry with nutritionally lacking food that is calorically dense. So it is delicious when I'm high, but then the next day I don't feel good in my body. I don't like my body feels sluggish and not very good. Whereas when I'm eating nutritionally dense foods, i.e. fresher foods, Mm -hmm. I feel much better, but he loves to stock those foods. So we had to have an honest conversation. And like I said, I got his permission to talk about this on, on um, the podcast but we had to have a conversation of like, yo, when I'm high as a kite and I want a fucking snack bowl, because if any of y'all get the munchies, you know how good that is. I need that to be like part of loving me means holding me accountable to my long term goals of health and fitness and building muscle mass. So I feel good. And I can also just I know this is probably a dumb reason for you guys, but I can do my job better. If my body feels better, I can oh, do my yeah. job better. And I love my job. I Quick want blank. to be able to tattoo until the day that I die. Mm-hmm. So that means that I have to take care of this vessel I'm in and eating non-nutritionally dense foods. And I'm not saying 100% of the time, but I do subscribe to the 80% nutritionally dense, 20%. Do what the fuck you want with your calories. Mm-hmm. But by doing that, by 
enabling bad behaviors, he gets to feel satisfied in that moment that he loves me and that I love him because I'm smiling. But then the next morning I wake up and I'm mildly resentful because I'm like, dude, I wasn't properly thinking, but also I can't be mad at you because like I got high. That's my fault. Yeah. And well, I mean, you're also a consenting adult, but it's Mm -hmm. hard because it's like when you, I don't know, when you offer it, it's like, how can I say no? You know? Yeah. (laughs) And I think that it's important to take stock of your life and the people in your life and to look because it's much easier to form a a healthy habit. Mm -hmm. Like if you are, like you said earlier, if you are surrounded by fit friends, it's a lot easier to work out. Like yesterday we did a disgustingly difficult workout Mm -hmm. um, because you came down and I was super grumpy and you're like, I'm going to go do this workout today. And I was like, all right, I'm going to join you right now. Because if I don't do it right now, it's going to be a lot harder to mm-hmm. do it later by myself. Totally. And then we both had headphones in mm-hmm. and we did our workout. And it and I felt great afterwards. Mm-hmm. But that's easier because I know that, like, you're going to do it. So I can just kind of use that, like. Momentum. Yeah, yeah the momentum of that. And I think it's important to, like, kind of take stock in yourself to say, am I. I enabling someone else's bad habits? Mm-hmm. Am I enabling my own bad habits? And what can I do to change my environment? And that might be looking around and being like, dude, all of my friends, like no one wants to be fit. And then finding some other friends. I'm not saying getting rid of your people, mm-hmm. but finding other people in your life that encourage those behaviors. Absolutely. Yeah. I think, um, I don't know. This is our very long winded way of saying um, in order to live within your values and within your goals and to cater your sim to look the way that you want your sim to look, um, you're going to have to go through a really tough emotional journey when it comes to accountability. Accountability sucks. It's hard. I'm not going to even sugarcoat it for one second. Um, But once you get past the other end of it, it feels pretty dang good because I don't know. I just, I had that horrible emotional reaction to the results that I worked hard for <laughs> on the in-body scan. Um, but I've been doing HIIT workouts every day since then, and I feel good. And not in an unhealthy way, because I think it's really easy to turn it into a moment of shame. And that was my biggest thing, is making sure that my workouts weren't um, at the center point of resentment and the center point of hating myself, because you will never get far in anything, if the reason why you're doing it is because you hate something about yourself, I want to make that very fucking clear. You want to make sure that what you're doing is in line with also loving yourself. So it was really important to me to start off with workouts that were semi-easy, easy in air quotes, but also challenging enough to where I didn't resent the workout, where I didn't resent my body for not being as fit as I want it to be. Um, while keeping fitness fun, but still in a challenging point that like I wasn't just like sandbagging it. So that's the other thing I wanted to stress is make sure that every course of action is not within the center point of resentment or hating yourself because it's also not sustainable. You're training yourself to not work out if the reason why you're doing it is because you hate yourself. We have to redirect that energy somehow or find a workout that makes you feel good in the sense that like, okay, so honored myself and I had fun, you know? Well, I think I would venture to say that, like, that comes back to those values. Because your values are who you optimally, like, want to be. Mm-hmm. And I feel like if, I I don't know, I would venture to say that a lot of people don't necessarily sit in that place of, like, understanding their core intrinsic values. Yeah. 
and knowing, like, I think it's easy to kind of accept, like, the world's values mm-hmm. and not necessarily sit in, like, what is your values? You. What? Yeah, your belief Fuck everyone structure. else. You're the only yes. person on planet Earth. What do you want to do with your body? What do you want to do with your career? What do you want to do with your life? Because I think that's where people, like, can get quite offended when someone talks about like nutrition or physical fitness or anything like that is because then it touches like where they aren't living authentically within their own values. Mm-hmm. So they can be like, fuck you, you're shaming. And you're like, ah, are, are they shaming? Mm-hmm. Or like, is it that it's touching where you're not living within your values? Yeah. And I think that like when you do something out of resentment or like towards yourself or towards other people, you aren't actually living within your values. No. So, like, for me, if it was, like, cool, I'm only going to work one day a week because that's, like, the optimal thing to do, that would not live within my value of, like, I love, I love working. Like, I always think of fucking Don't Worry Darling when she's, like, screaming in that movie of, like, I loved work. Yeah, totally. And he was, like, you were always tired. And she's, like, I loved my job. Mm -hmm. Like, that was a line in a movie that I felt most connected to because I was, like, that's me. Like, I know I'm tired. But I love my job and it's worth the energy that I put into it. Mm -hmm. So if I tried to live to someone else's standards there, that would not be it. It's the same. And I just want to touch on this for like a brief second. Mm -hmm. That same idea that and obviously recovering eating disorder, um, lots of body issues. But I spent a majority of last year working on this concept of like loving my body exactly how it was. Mm -hmm. Um, and not necessarily living within my values of fitness and nutrition at the same time. And I realized that there is a very toxic side of that as well, just like toxic positivity. Oh, absolutely. Yes, there's great in like finding the happiness in situations, but it can go to this toxic place really easily. Mm -hmm. Uh, At least for me, it could. And it was the same way with being like, okay, love your body exactly how it is. Fuck society. I don't need to be skinny. I don't need to be lean. I don't need to be any of these. I'm going to love my body. But all I ended up doing was disassociating from my actual body so often because I wasn't living up to my values. I was trying to accept this like concept of loving my body as it is where I wasn't honoring within myself what my body actually was Mm -hmm. because I wasn't doing what I believe in, which is working out, eating nutritionally dense foods, like eating my fruits and veggies every single day and taking actions to take care of this vessel for the longest period of time. Yeah. You just unlocked a huge thing in me where it's like self-love is built off of so many pillars. Mm. So it's not just your self image and like, yeah, you can love yourself the way that like, you look regardless of how you look. Cause again, it's your sim, do whatever the fuck yes. you want with it. But also um, self-love is also built off of the pillars of, am I loving myself within living with those values? Yes. Am I taking care of myself emotionally? Um, mentally, am I doing what I need to do to feel good, to feel stimulated, to feel like a person, to feel connected with myself? It's so many pillars. It's not just self-image. Yes. Because, yeah, that's that's the general thing is like, absolutely. I think body positivity is so fucking important mm-hmm. in all aspects. But self-love is more than just body positivity. It's also, are you living in line with your values? Do these values include working out? If so, great. Then you should work on that. Yeah, I think that if not, that's also OK. But well, I think movement is important. Yeah, I think that was like that big 
awakening for me was being like, okay, you've worked so hard on this concept of like loving your body exactly how it looks, Mm -hmm. but you don't love how it feels. Yeah, that's huge. And that was the biggest awakening for me was like, I'm aware that like by society standards, my body is fine, but I wake up every morning feeling uncomfortable in it. Mm -hmm. Um, And not because of the whole like, I'm, you know, non-binary and some days I don't like boobs and do like boobs. And some days I wonder why I don't have a nine inch cock, but, um, (laughs) and a great set of balls. Besides that. Why did you have to Because that's just as important, Callista. Okay. You know what? (laughs) You don't want a giant dick and then no balls. That would be like, I don't know, just being weird. I'm not shaming you if you've had to have like your balls removed, by the way. Um, but just in my vision, that's in your what vision, I you want, yeah, okay. yeah, just okay. in my set. Can we stop talking about this? Um, <laughs> but I think it's important to look at what truly matters for you. And for me, it's how I feel within my body. Mm-hmm. And yes, a little bit of that goes along with the aesthetics. But it's more so that, like, I don't have to look in a mirror to know when my body feels good. And I think that that's the most important part is that when we are living in this place where we feel quite sensitive about the way people discuss bodies or quite sensitive about, especially when they're talking about their own body. Mm -hmm. If you're sensitive when someone's talking about their own body, I would sit with why. Mm -hmm. And is it because you don't feel good within yours? Right. And I, I don't mean that in a shaming way whatsoever. I just for me, that was a big awakening was that it became really sensitive for people that I was like, well, I would love that body type. When they talked about their bodies not being completely satisfied, and it's because I wasn't feeling good. Whereas now that I'm back to eating better and working out more in a style that working out makes me feel good, I feel so much more connected with my body and I'm happy with it that, like, I don't give a fuck about what other people think about it. Totally. I'm happy within myself. And if someone's like, your body's great, I'm like, all right, cool. If someone's like, your body's trash, I'm like, all right, cool. Mm-hmm. Whatever. And I think that that's my biggest, like, takeaway from all of it is that, like, yes, you need to sit, like you said, through all of those hard emotions, which is the most important part. And I think it's the part that most people skip. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I would say the next thing is actually to verbalize it. Yeah. Is that you verbalize it to the people around you that are safe that you can then say, hey, it's okay to need accountability, which ties me into the very last point I was making uh, or wanted to make today, which was that like we're doing like a little friends group um, challenge, if you will, um, because there will be a winner and there will be a loser. (laughs) Mm. I'm currently in first place. That's why I'm smug. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm tied for last place. <laughs> <laughs> and I wear that proudly because you know what? Even though I'm in last place, I am still a lot farther than I was a couple weeks ago yes. when I wasn't doing this challenge. It and, still made me do healthy things. So Yeah, and I think that that's, that's the thing is that, like, you have to look and see, hey, what works for me? Mm-hmm. And I used to have a lot of shame in needing, like, a coach for nutrition and for working out And for like needing, like I used to really rely on CrossFit classes and I am not saying that like that's a bad thing. I think it's really important to take stock. Like when you're going through those big emotions, like taking stock in what's going to work for you. Absolutely. And it's going to change throughout your life. 
So like more than likely when we go to New Zealand, I will go and join a CrossFit Mm -hmm. like community and we'll start that process all over again. Tends to happen when we move because I like to build that community. And now I, if you would have told me years ago and you guys have heard me say this before, that I would happily work out in my garage by myself. I would be like, fuck off. No, I won't. Like, I hate that. I need a community. But I realized that part of, for me, that whole like getting back on track of what I need, I needed that sense of competition Mm -hmm. um, and I needed that sense of accountability. And that was a really big deal to me. And I felt initially some shame around it because a lot of nutrition programs are like, yo, if you're not doing it for yourself, it's never going to stay sustainable. And I discovered this like pod or yeah, it was on a podcast where they were talking about um, ADHD habit forming. Um, And I got a clip of it from a reel and then listened to the podcast where it was like, yo, you don't actually like you have a harder time developing habits when you have ADHD because the moment it like falls off, it falls off and you never think about it again. Totally. And I'm notorious for that because I definitely have like object like permanence issues that like if you're not in front of me, it sounds horrible. I don't really think about you. Or if I do think about you, my brain says that's the same as talking to you. So like my poor father is like subject to that where I will think that I told him something because I'll be like, oh, I told you this. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> and then I realize I'm like, you haven't spoken to that man in a month. You're a terrible <laughs> child. Um, but <laughs> I knew that I needed that and that my friends were all struggling with some similar issues with like getting back on track. Mm-hmm. So for us turning into a fun semi-torturous thing and then doing it on like social media it's only semi-torturous because the winner gets to like tell the loser what to do for a whole day Mm -hmm. and it's gonna be bad well okay let's let's be real um so we did say if we put if the winner pushes it too far then the council gets to vote on what's crossing the line that's only because her and one other person will push it to such intense levels (laughs) that like the council has to decide yeah um, but it, it's really been that motivator, at least for myself, you caboose, I'm not sure about the other people, um, if it has been for them, but it, for at least the three of us, it's been this great motivator to like, keep us accountable into building these habits. So there's nothing that says like, you have to go and join some crazy online community that you don't like love that you can't just do it within your own household. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's kind of like the biggest thing that I'm going to say is that like building that community around you can be really important. Or if you can't, if you're like, dude, I've been trying that shit with my husband for years. He is never going to be that person for me. Finding that community is so important. Oh, totally. Yeah, absolutely. Because I mean, let's be real. Um, one person can't be everything for you, you no. know. Um, but yeah, that that was our long winded way of saying, hey, we're getting back aligned with uh-huh. our values. And this is the journey that we went through. And maybe it'll help you. I don't know if there's something that you've been wanting to get good at. It doesn't just have to be fitness. It could be, like I said, it could be painting. Mm-hmm. It could be, I don't know, math. <laughs> it could truly be anything. I love math. Um, I I don't. Um, but yeah, see, it's one of those things where it, whatever fantasy you have for your life, you can truly work towards. This is the ugly part of it that no one fucking talks about because all you see is those cute little fucking kitten posters that are like, hang in there. And no one actually talks about the nitty gritty of like how emotional it is to stay in line with your values and change course. Accountability is a huge one that people don't talk about. It's the ugly part of making your dreams come true. Because sure, it's great when you're on the other side of it and your dream is like come into fruition and it's awesome. 
but we don't talk about staying in that dream or I don't know, um, just accomplishing that thing, what it took to get there. This is part of that. Shit's hard and that's okay. Things are supposed to be hard. So that's what we have for today. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. <laughs> yep. Okay. On that, what was your win for the week? My win for the week was um, I'm sticking to barbell workouts because I haven't uh, worked out with a barbell in a really long time. And I'm actually having a really good time with it. Typically, yeah. when I tried to, yeah, when I tried to do barbell workouts, I was like, this fucking blows. I hate barbells. And now I'm actually like, now that I've come through this like death and rebirth of my like fitness the way i view fitness in my life um i'm really enjoying it so that's my win what about you that's beautiful um my win for the week is uh really solidifying the four-day work week oh we said we were gonna do it and i'm fucking doing it yeah i'm proud of you and it's kind of hard um but it's well needed oh my god can you imagine if we didn't have today off yeah but like, gracious. that's it is it's a four day work week and we are making our own schedule and it's fucking amazing. It's dope. Cause now <laughs> I have time to draw they, like for myself. Oh. I've been actually drawing. Oh, we have really cool flash coming out. Yes. You guys. Okay. So, All right. Well, <laughs> yeah. And on that note, we love you. If you have a goal for this year that you want to like discuss with us or you want to be held accountable for, mm-hmm. um, I love being an accountability buddy. That's mm-hmm. like one of my favorite things for people. Um, then just don't hesitate to reach out. Yeah, please. We would love to hear it. And Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I hope this episode helped you. I'm sorry if it was a little bit triggering, a little bit hard to get through. But just so you know, we're all in the same boat. Yep. Uh, Just picture me ugly crying on the floor (laughs) over a robot. So it's okay. (laughs) Mine was ugly crying on the toilet because I fucking stepped on my in-body scan and then had to go pee and was just there like, how did I get here? Yeah. And had to sit in the place of like, you know how you got here. Where you're like gasping for breath. Yeah, same. (laughs) (laughs) Same. (laughs) And that's okay. We'll all get through it together. You're a broken squeaky toy on the floor. Yeah, basically. I love you guys. We'll see you next time. Thank you guys so much. Bye. not to make the peanut butter baby noise what is the peanut butter baby noise you're trying to get me to say it so it just plays it on the outro do it uh